Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Not much, man. How you doing? Ah, I'm doing all right. If anybody catches a little anxiety in my voice, it's just one of those weeks. Um, <laughs> and all things considered, it, it is a welcome back because we've been gone for two weeks, um, not by any fault of yours or our amazing guests last week. Um, we've had some some challenges behind the scenes getting last week's episode, but that will be good because we may not have one next week and that might fill in. Yes. So it was, it, it, it was really fun. It was like one of the best episodes ever. We're going to say that until, until it comes out. <laughs> no, it was really good. And I, we're going to figure out how to get it out to you guys next week for sure. Um, we're actually looking at like Sunbelt gambling odds. It's really fun. Um, but this is a big one, Rob. We're going to do our season preview and sort of, season predictions um you know pretty loose format here we're not getting real serious about this this is not a good morning football or something you know no. this is uh we're we're gonna have some fun with the season uh because then we got the gambling show queued up for next week and then two weeks from now rob two weeks from tonight we'll be previewing a game yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we'll really be into the season we didn't want to save the didn't want to save like official predictions all the way to the last minute um we're going to put ourselves on the hook a little bit for, for what we think uh, coming up next, this year. So that's going to be really fun. And as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Go by the fly shop anytime. Mention the podcast and get a free sticker. Um, it's looking really good. It's been a little bit of rain. It's been hot. But I think the weather's getting ready to cool down next week. So it might be time to really start thinking about um, some great fall days, especially if you're planning around home games this fall. Uh, you might be able to book a trip. Friday or Sunday, you know, before or after a game sometime. Uh, it's a great time to think about it. So I didn't have too much, Rob. I did see Jimmy Moreland had an interception to end the Jets preseason game the other night. Oh, um, wow. That's yeah. exciting. I mean, maybe yeah. he'd get playing way back into onto a 53-man roster. That would be cool. Yeah, I think uh, I, I saw Mike Green had a sack in their preseason game for the Bucks, which is kind of cool. And I think Danucci was pretty decent, like 7 of 9 or something. Six of eight, seven to nine. So, I mean, he got to throw oh, a little bit. So. Yeah, and I think more importantly in that one, uh, Russell Wilson is not really uh, building faith in the Denver fan base or coaches. So that's no, one to keep an eye on. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, Speaking of pro sports, Rob, I don't know. Uh, it's Monday. Maybe there's some off games. It's like the Nats could pass the Mets tonight <laughs> in the standings. <laughs> That's one funny. game winning streak. I don't know. That's all I oh, took away from the weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they beat the Braves last night in the finale. It's as far as I know that that was actually the only game that I'm recognizing from that series. They didn't play any do games. No, no, right? I, no, I didn't pay attention to it. I don't know. They definitely <laughs> didn't, you know, give up a few touchdowns Saturday night. Oh, that, not at all. It's so much worse. I just obviously we've both been on both sides of this, but it, this has actually turned into a relatively fun nat season. Like, you know, well, you're like, exceeding expectations. Yeah, just in the sense that, like, you're actually watching something that is like, okay, they're not good, but they're playing a little better, and there's like some pieces, and you know, and they had guys know. play above, you know, yeah. hit above their weight class to the point where at least they could trade like candy. Yes, you, know, you, yeah. you get something back for them. Yes, right, and and it's just like you're not. I don't know. You're not upset when they lose because you're not ever, there's no expectation of doing anything. It's so much worse when your team is supposed to be good and then they're not good. <laughs> yeah, just, but I mean, they're the oh. Mets. This was just a very Metsy situation. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's a surprise to everybody other than those of us who've been fans for a while. And this <laughs> That's is more what we expected. The best way yeah. to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But anyways, we're just going to have some fun tonight with this predictions thing, right, Rob? Yeah, let's go I don't for think it. we have any. We'll end with our record, you know, kind of season full record official prediction so you guys can hold us to it. Um, but I, I sort of wrote down like, four kind of fun things that we're going to talk about. And then we have a really fun, at least one really fun overtime. We might even have two, but we have one really fun thing to talk about tonight. Um, <laughs> sort of a music themed, but football related music themed item. This is a very special music episode. Yes. And it's After right. School special and, style. Yeah. I feel like this particular um, little Twitter game has been uh, right up our alley. <laughs> so, oh, 1000%. Yeah. Yes. We're going to be, um, give some inappropriate comment about other, Sunbelt coaches. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Rob, anything you, where do you want to start? You go ahead and kick us off here. Any, any, let's, any, let's just, I mean, yeah, let's get it out of the way. The offensive line. Yes. Best yes. part of the team. Looking forward to it. Ah. We don't need to beat a dead horse, mm-hmm. but damn, is it nice to have some stability at that position group heading into a season. We, we've had optimism in years before, but I can't recall a year where we just thought, Across the line, yeah, this is the absolute strength of the team. So it, it, everybody else, every other preview you're paying attention to, reading to, listening to, and I hope you're reading and listening them all to them all. Yep. Um, I'm sure everybody's saying the same thing. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Mm-hmm. We're all correct. Everybody's correct. Yeah. We're right to be excited about this group. You agree? Mm-hmm. I, mean, mm-hmm. I do. Um, I did think one of mine, it's kind of weird, but I actually have been wondering to myself, and it's this is – it's like the in a weird way. The opposite. I totally agree. Um, and it's really exciting to go into a season where you're like, okay, whoever gets the quarterback job, whoever wins the receiver positions, you know, we know what the running backs are. Like they should be in good shape. I do wonder if the, I wonder if Jamie is going to struggle to run the ball a little bit early in the season. Um, and the only reason I say that is because I just, if I'm the other teams watching them from last year and you know, game planning for them that I'm just going to throw everything at, at the run game and try to force whoever wins the quarterback job and the newer receivers to beat you. Um, so I just, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think that's going to last forever. I just, I could see them getting off to a little bit of a slow start in that way when we're all thinking like, Oh my gosh, they're going to hand it off to Latrell and, you know, be amazing or yeah, whatever. Just, you know, 200 yard backs. I, yeah. I right. mean, they're certainly valid. Like it, it early season, I would say this would be, if you're a betting person, um, you, you bet that this is going to be a rather, maybe not one dimensional, but tilted towards the run sort of offense. Therefore, it might make them a little bit easier to prepare for, even not knowing who the QB will be. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if I'm an opposing team's defensive coordinator, I say, you know, what do we know? We know they've got a stud offensive line and a couple stud running backs. And who knows? They probably got a couple of studs behind them, you know, as we've seen in the past. I lost you there so, for a second. So run. I do game plan. Uh-huh. I do game plan around, okay, let's be prepared to stop the run. However, I mean, every year we do this, how we talk about like receiver X, can they replace them? They continue to replace them. Like that is just that that's one position group that this staff under Signetti has demonstrated an ability to just completely Mm -hmm. reload at. And, and I've got to be confident, like losing Chris Thornton hurts, but what we were worried about Riley and Stapleton and Podcasting's then a Wells business and th- there, I mean, it's like, it goes, the list goes on and on. It's like, Oh my fall. gosh. <laughs> oh man. Accident. Yeah. 
So you were just said, I mean, we're, we're both that you were talking about the early season old, old and just man what, what the expectations are, you know, for the running game slash offense early in the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the expectation is just what we were saying. Um, and if this is rehash, so be it. Um, I apologize. But yeah, I think most defensive coordinators are going to sell it. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point you made. I still have confidence that Signetti and this coaching staff are going to get the passing game going. We've had this conversation every year for four or five years now about how is Jamie going to replace such and such big receiver. This year it's Chris Thornton, you know, uh, Juice Wells last year. Yep. They continue to do it. Like this is, the, they showed the ability to really um, develop young receivers so that when they're given the opportunity, they rise to the, to the occasion. Yeah. We've got that happening. Plus we've got Phoenix Rolls. You know, I, I think the position will be, will be okay. Um, your point's a good one though. It could be right. a few weeks before, we really get that chemistry yeah. going. I mean, I think they're going to play well in the first QB two weeks, X but that full month of gonna be, September, you know, one wide receiver. You know, will be a challenge, um, for sure. And I, I'm with you. I think the receivers are going to be fine. Like the converse to my like the running game might start slow. Is I think the receivers are going to be fine. You can hear it in Signetti's voice. He's really excited. He's not nervous about receiver. I don't think. Um, it seems like he's way more. Yeah wishing that you know one quarterback would separate themselves didn't be i mean he he's talked a lot in camp so far about like the competition at the receiver position there's certainly a lot of athletes out there um you know and for the guys who go deep i mean we saw it last year (laughs) with a few players like yeah the way they run the ball the way they are on the line like there will be chance there will be time occasionally to take shots so yeah the sproles is you know they're going to be fine and I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. All right. Um, my first prediction for this year, Rob, and this one's a little, uh, I guess a little on the hot takey side, just given one of the two games involved. I think the Dukes are going to avenge both Sunbelt losses from last year. Yeah. So the Georgia Southern one doesn't feel, you know, they're at home this year. Marshall and Georgia um, Southern. Now it is right out of the, the tough September. So, you know, if they get to four and one, like they're probably fine playing there. You know, you hope mentally they're still in there if they're not quite at four and one or something like that. But yeah, the Marshall game is the one that I'm, you know, I feel like that's a tough, it's the Thursday night in Huntington. Like that's going to be a tough one. Uh, but it, well, it comes down to if oh, Lee Jennings coming back this yep. year. and they've got, their stud running back coming. Was it, was it Ali Jennings? What's the Ali Jennings? Yeah. yeah, he's coming back. He was out all last year. I'm not even sure why. I don't know if they disclosed why. Um, that guy's a stud. You know, he, he's a 12, 1300 yard back. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, Marshall's defense was outstanding, you know, and, and all time great sort of defense, but they really couldn't generate much offense. Um, if they can get a solid running game or just, you know, it, if they have that sort of defense like last year, yeah. they're the type of team that you yeah. average. And I think that's know, what actually got me excited. I was just looking at the schedule and, looking and just thinking about. The title. So the those two games, Georgia Southern and Marshall, are like five days apart because that's the Saturday, Thursday thing. And that and that that does come after the bye. So mm-hmm. my thinking was like they're going to be really prepared for Georgia Southern coming off the bye. And they're just better. And that's at home. And they'll be fine. The Dukes. And then – you know, Marshall's going to have a short week to prepare for JMU that week. So I don't know, like defensively, if they're going to be quite as keyed in 
that's my hope at least, <laughs> you know, that they won't be quite as keyed in as maybe they would be on a normal week. So that, that's kind of one, one positive I was thinking about. That doesn't mean I think, you know, like, doesn't mean I don't think JMU that they'll win every game they won last year or something, you know, but, uh, but, but that's, that was my first one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I guess uh, my big, I, I don't want to make a prediction here, but my big concern is that mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is the year JMU takes a slight step back with quarterback. And I don't, I don't mean that as a knock against Barnett or McLeod, but if you go back, I mean, really to Vad Lee, JMU year in, yep. year out has gotten all conference type level play from the quarterback position. You know, it's like it, whether or not they want it or, you know, whether or not the players actually want it, a lot of guys did. Um, it was top and yet, level that's quarterback play. Interesting I mean, maybe thing, the, Rob, because Danucci's first year is Houston. First year and Danucci's second year is Signetti, right? But he and still had a good so year. To think like yeah. Signetti's track record. I thought about this one too. Yes. And I was like, Signetti's track record is he gets these guys to play well at some point. He does, yeah. but you just think about like at a certain point, there's guys. It's incredible. I know. They don't catch breaks. You know, like I mean this this goes this is three coaches we're spanning. This is Everett Weathers. It's it's yeah. it's almost uncanny where most programs, you've got some some year there's a drop off, and it might not be huge, but it wouldn't need to be huge in the competitive Sun Belt East mm-hmm. to make a difference. And I just, yeah, I, I happen to think Barnett is going to. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is just from a pure whenever talent wise, like I think he'll. This be is as good not as a shot at Cole, but like they got a lot out of Cole Johnson, you know, like they got a lot out of Danucci after not seeing a lot out of Danucci the year before necessarily or not seeing the same level so i guess i'm just hoping that like the baseline talent i think for both mcleod and barnett yeah might the the floor might be a little higher you know so yeah yeah i mean yeah but what i'm saying like it's so hard to predict i think barnett will win a sunbelt title before he leaves jmu i don't know if it'll be this year or mm-hmm. next year after. I think he is going to be very, very good. I don't know how you do it. Like if he's ready, he could be. I mean, we've had every yeah, year there seems I mean, to be a QB competition. And yeah. then once the first game starts, we realize it wasn't much of a competition. And Signetti was playing possum or playing coy. And you know what? One guy right. did distinguish himself and he's splitting reps, but he's just doing that because that's his style as a coach. And it works. So God bless. Keep doing it. Um I don't know if that's happening here or if this is the first time he really doesn't know. It's the same sort of statements we lot, yeah. got last year. And then we nobody's really stepping I mean, we up. We, like, we didn't it, know if Santeo was going to be the We guy didn't until know it was going to be game week. Todd Santeo. You know? Right? Like we didn't know that. Even if we thought he was going to be the star. We didn't know for sure. Right. Yes. And we had no idea it was going to be what yeah. it was. We right. thought he was going to be the guy, but it wasn't definitive and we didn't know. Mm-hmm. No. So I just like I guess just I don't know if it's the pessimist. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think I, and actually, one like, of these it concerns years, me the most that it might you know, not I hate the idea that next start. year when they're fully eligible could be the year that, this year, but. that they, you and I were talking before we got on about the split zone duo preview of the Sun Belt, And that was their the concern they were expressing was they were like, I think Jamie's going to be really good again this year. <laughs> like, I worry they're going to be, yeah. you know, a, they, they're two years too early or something. I think they're going to be fine, yeah. but regardless, you know. 
Um, no, you're right. I mean, at some point, they're not going to get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that this year, I mean, with the backs and the line. But there's also that, like, I mean. It, it doesn't seem like maybe that's yeah. the case this year. Um, and in some Oh, you're 100%. Case, you're kind of yeah, playing with it's, house it's money. Yeah, it's not going to feel. You know, you're playing for last another year felt like back-to-back complete house money. East, but you're really not playing for anything. This isn't going to feel quite that. No. Yes. Now this is not. No, I don't think I'm you not can saying do that in the tank. portal era. I don't. I don't see yeah. Signetti being like, you know what? I want to be really good in 2024 and 2025. So like, and I also think he's got. No, I mean, well, look, whether you, some we don't programs might. We're not trying to create headlines here. That guy's going to win every game. They've got momentum right now. And they've got a kind of positive momentum that I think it's fair to say even the the other FBS programs yeah. in this Commonwealth don't have right now. And that doesn't mean like, oh, they're going to out-recruit the other four programs, you know, indefinitely yeah. or something. But I just think there's a positive momentum among, you know, the, you know, like, where do you want to go? You want to go to a place that's fun and they win? Or do you not, you know, you want to go somewhere else where everyone's down about everything? And oh yeah, and that too. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. And you're constantly worried about. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean that. Uh, look, that's a real concern yeah, right I mean, now. The, if you're two of the for you know, sure flagship and, and one it, and flagship actually two the programs team, in Virginia. You know, I hate to say it, but the team is, is really bothers me in Virginia from a like competitive standpoint over the next four or five years. You know, at least assuming that like the power to complete breakaway Super League thing doesn't happen for like three or four years, at least. Right. I think Liberty is actually the team that bothers me the most, just in the sense that they're going to have this cakewalk schedule every year in a downtrodden, forgotten league. You know, and they could end up at a, you could see them in a place where they end up at 11 and one or something like that every year. Yeah. Kind of the old school BYU model, you know. But their success. Yeah, but their success kind of hinges on a morally reprehensible reprehensible and coming to Liberty for the redemption. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's like, true. He, I don't, it's not like he's breaking in the mold it for the long haul regard. there. But it's a stepping stone. That's a stepping stone job. And and their default. Yeah, they get another has forever. been. And I, the ideal situation is he guy. leaves and they get some tarnished yeah. coach. They, they go that route. Can we yes, speak? Bobby who screwed up, the who, who has immense talent, right, but is like, untouchable due to I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's that seems to be their MO. Right. Um, you hope that maybe they're turning the corner and Chadwell by all accounts seems like an upstanding guy. Um, and seems like certainly he's a, he's a very smart football mind, but I don't think he's going there long-term he's going there for a payday. Yeah. He's like, if I win with this easy schedule, I put together three, 10 win seasons in four years. Yeah. I'm gone. You know, mm. I, I'm at yeah. whatever, whatever job opens up in the ACC or SEC. So that's my concern. Like I, I don't want to be doomsayer, but like sooner or later, is the luck going to run out? And maybe it's not luck. Maybe you said, maybe like, let's give Signetti and, yes. and staff credit. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I'm but still hoping. With I don't know. Predecessor I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I, I guess what would we both say, right? We get, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt on the quarterback development until we see otherwise. 
Right. Oh, no, no. and even if even if there takes a step back this year, it's not going to change my faith in him and the staff developing quarterbacks. I just think we've been spoiled where it's clicked. Mm-hmm. The only time it didn't with Johnson, yeah. and then you know he lost the job, and then COVID, and boom, he won it back, and then it was like lightning in a bottle. Oh, he was, yeah. Um, he also was what? It's hard for the twenty the twenty twenty that spring season's like, hard. He had to, a lot of experience. We could like it's be hard for me to even like we throw Barnett in there and do both ways, right? I can't beat Cole up for the early season. I also can't like over celebrate the late season. You know, analyze it. It's just such a weird yeah. year. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. I, I think Barnett is the future. I do think he is going to be every bit as good as any Jamie quarterback we can see. I just don't know. Is he going to do it over three years as a three-year starter, all three of the right. lights out, or is it going to be one year kind of climbing the mountain and then two years at the peak? I don't know. Um, my gut tells me I'd do nothing other than just yeah. my gut. I'm not reading any reports to anybody else. We have no inside sources. I think he could win the job this year, which would be super exciting. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got four years. I mean, he could be four. Was he he retro last year? Yeah. That's always scary. Cause you're like, well, if he starts now and he starts next year and he does well, can you imagine? I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, right. Exactly. So you're like, Oh gosh, I don't know. He's gone. Yeah. So we'll see. (laughs) The portal giveth and the portal taketh. Yeah. But Todd, like you said, momentum's momentum's a funny thing. Like you can also keep people with the program. You could have situations yep. where um, you know, a guy like Barnett yep. maybe, maybe he goes to a bowl game this year, wins competes for and wins a Sunbelt championship. Oh, next I think year, we're seeing it with Grayson McCall at Coastal this year. year right, which is like top twenty you know I'm sure like a top twenty team. Like, I don't know who, right? Um yes. Nebraska yeah. I don't know if Nebraska's the right. Oh Iowa State, right? Like there's some program out there that would have loved to have Grayson McCall transfer in this year. Right. 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 Yeah. McCall had options. He, he, he tested the wall. Yeah, it wasn't like time. he entered yeah. the portal and said, nobody wants so, me. He decided. No, it was he's got another one, Rob. Here. And that's hats off to him. And that's cool. Um, yeah. I, I on what? I don't know. Um, Yes. I can I make a prediction on Uku? Uh-huh. The guys we've lost, like I I don't know what you're thinking. Personally, I'm cheering for both Wells and Uku. I, I was a little bit mm-hmm. annoyed or kind of jilted by yeah. the Wells thing last year, but then I found myself really getting excited when he did well. I'm hoping for him to have a big year. I think Uku's the same thing. Like I I'm many in many ways, like I understand the fan base the portion of the fan base that is bitter when these guys leave and say, Oh, it's not going to improve their stock. We don't know if that's why they're doing it. They could just want the freaking experience. So I I I want these guys to do well in some way. I think we as a fan base can kind of use this to our advantage and, you know, be a little more supportive. I don't want to be the bitter, angry, like jilted lover fan base. I'd hope that we could kind of root for their success and share in their success and, Rob, that's a really great point. And I had not even thought as some sort of, I didn't never occurred to me to think about those guys to on this, you know, today when I was thinking about this, but completely with you, it, I still get a little bit excited. You know, I mean, there's a lot of talk out there. Like if you, you know, if you're an sec follower, kind of just general, you know, college football person, 
I mean, Wells is like legitimately on like the national radar, you know, and obviously Rattler is back there. So that adds to the excitement there, you know, but no doubt. I mean, that I I don't I'm fine. I'm thrilled when they are talking about that, you know, Um, and Uku is a little different in the sense that like I actually do. I I think that one probably in a weird way that one hurt a little more because I think you and I had talked for we talked since Wells came to JMU since the first time we saw him play. Like he's probably a kid who transferred out of JMU to South Carolina 10 years ago. Right, even before the portal era, and sat out a year because it just it it did make sense. Yes, he was that good, right? And he was it was about improving your stock. Yeah, where he he was that good. He was overlooked. Guys playing his seventh year, he's taking great advantage of this Mm -hmm. wild COVID era, you know. Um, And yeah, I'm like you. I don't. I don't think I wish. I mean, that one hurt a little more because of the timing of it. I think, and just kind of the unexpectedness of it, but. but I'm with you. I'm I'm rooting for him. And look, if he can turn himself into a prospect, good yeah. for him. Like I would love that. that. To me I like don't know Kiki. if that's going to happen, but I'm certainly not. I no, I don't have anything but positive wishes for him. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's. I don't know. I think the kids all the kids playing don't worry about it as much as we do sometimes. <laughs> and by the same token, I I it's going to be funny to watch. I'm, I'm interested in how the old Bisons react. No, I don't. I think. If Sproles has a huge year for the Dukes, you know, I mean, I hope he does. And I hope that some of them are, are thrilled for him and turn that into a, you know, some kind of commentary yeah. on how he wasn't used well enough or something, you know, like, um, and, and the same thing that would we have the kid from Stony Brook, I think, is it, is that the running back? That would be funny. Yeah. You that know, like be- I'd love to see these kids. I mean, we saw it last year with a couple yeah. of guys that were just enormous mm-hmm. players for JMU. So like you said, I mean, the portal goes both ways and yeah. It would be cool to see. It'd be real. I mean, look, I'd love to see Wells be a second round draft pick, you know, like that'd be awesome, you know, <laughs> right. Be on all American teams and stuff like that. So, um, oh yeah. You know, and then I'd like to Super. see him get covered by Jordan Swan in the NFL or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So my one other well, one that I was sort of, of thinking about. How confident are you? In general for tonight was I think that the parents weekend game South Alabama at James Madison may be the most important game in the G five for determining the G five new year's day slot. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that, but South Alice opens the season at Tulane. We have already talked about this little while back that's an enormous game Tulane is I, th- I think ranked in both polls how big that game is um, is the only G5 yeah. team ranked um, obviously went to that went to the Cotton Bowl last year they were the G5 representative um, they're you know somewhat considerable favorites for that but that game's awesome like South Alabama at Tulane to start the season it's regional it's G5 it matters to both conferences like it's a great game, and I think South Al wins it. And then they play their FCS, and they play Southeast Sela, our old friends from southeastern Louisiana. And then they go to OK State, so they go to Oklahoma State in week three as sort of their big step up game. Um, and you know, so whether they're like, like if they beat Tulane, 
let's put it this way. I mean, obviously, if they beat Tulane and Oklahoma State, they're like a ranked team coming to Harrisonburg for Parents Weekend. You know, they'd be 4-0 with those two wins. They'd be clearly a ranked team. And like, that's a national mm-hmm. radar game if JMU has done what we think they're capable of to that point. Um, you know, I know they play Troy in the first three weeks, but I mean, first of all, can you imagine four and South out like a ranked versus ranked game is not out of the question. If both teams are four and coming in at the end of September, um, in Harrisonburg, which is really cool. Uh, you know, last year we had that whole mm-hmm. excitement thinking JMU was going to be the first ranked team to ever play at Bridgeforth. And then they lost on the road right before they got back. Um, so you never know. But in general, I also think that that game for South <laughs> Al, I mean, even if they're three and one with a loss to Oklahoma State, if they've beaten Tulane, they're in the driver's seat for the the G five bid. Yeah, and um, and f- I don't see a harder game on their for schedule the G5 slot. than coming to Harrisonburg in late September. So that's just one that I was thinking about as being like really, really, really important and a really fun game. Um, I'm like torn about it being parents weekend, but there you go. So no, it's not. You're right. But but you know what? As you made the point last Mm -hmm. year, that is now no longer a lame crown. And in some way it's a, it's a four quarters, more likely to be a four quarter crowd. So that was my other one. Certainly than your, as far as record, Rob, I gotta say, I really, I'm feeling optimistic today. Um, Maybe it's just been a really tough day at work and I wanted to think positively about something. No, but um, I sort of went back and forth. I think they get to 10 and 2. Nothing wrong with um, that. I will say I obviously lean more on the 9 and 3 side of that than the 11 and 1 side of that. I think um, my thinking on this was they probably get out of September at 4 and 1. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that they get through. I don't know how that the last – I don't want to – you know, I'm not putting too much on UConn. I already said I think they beat Georgia Southern and Marshall. So Marshall's kind of the, the tough. They have a little stretch in the middle, the Georgia Southern, Marshall, ODU, Georgia State stretch, where, you know, other than Marshall, the other three games, JMU should be favored, I would think. Georgia Southern and ODU at home and going to Georgia State, who presumably will be like, you know, four games under 500 by that point. Um and so I don't know. I mean, but that last stretch where they have app and coastal, like, sure. Do I want to believe that they win both of those again? Of course. Um, but I think that's a tough stretch too, for two teams that my guess is both app and coastal as much as I'm kind of like, not necessarily high on them to win the East or certainly not high on them to win the Sun Belt. You know, they those are two teams that definitely have stuff to play for in the last two weeks of the season. Um, so my my thinking on getting to nine and two is I think they do. I think JMU does win the first four. I think they obviously beat Pocknell. I think they win at UVA. I think they they go to Troy and win in a big one. Um, and then they, I, I think Utah State is is going to struggle a little bit. Um, but they have to come home. You know, they have to come home for South Al. So. You know, somewhere in there, whether it's at Troy or home for South Al, those are two. You know, it'd be hard for me to say they get five and zero out of September. Um, if they get out of September at five and zero, they have a bye before Georgia Southern and Marshall. Like they're in really good shape for a massive season, but I don't know that they do that. Um, and then somewhere along the line, I think they probably, you know, 
I don't know. We'll see. Because last year, it, it's so hard to look at last year and this year just because the Centeo injury was such a big factor, but it also was where they were in the season, like with Marshall and Louisville in the Centeo injury portion of the season made it especially hard. You know, where if they have an injury this year and it's the ODU Georgia State swing, like maybe they can get around that in a different way than last year. I guess I just mean that like UConn Mm -hmm. in the middle of the schedule is not the same as Louisville in the middle of the schedule. You know, it, no, no, you're right. That's and that's what I mean. I mean, it's UConn app coastal to no, close. So it's not the same that's as a tough UConn stretch. Three years ago, middle of schedule last year. Let's be honest. We, we yes, beginning of the season last year, most of us were thinking that Louisville right. on the road would be a long shot. I think with Connecticut, people think it's a tough game, but I would think most JMU fans, purple glasses. Yeah, I think being at home makes it saying like Jamie's a different game. thing. So yeah. it's it's a tough game. Um, it's certainly not a gimme, but no, yeah. <laughs> no. I, yes. Oddly enough, they, and I don't know yeah. this for a fact. Well, but I'm assuming I was going to say there's probably UConn fans in like the DC area, but they're all basketball people. Like they're not coming to Harrisonburg for football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So. Yeah, do they know they have a football team? Yeah, so I'm going all the way to ten and two, yeah. Rob, and now I feel like I'm an idiot because last year we were. I think I've said six and Are five or seven and four. And was like, you know, thrillingly surprised. Um, This year feels like I'm only setting myself up for disappointment. But I I, I guess I should say it that way. I'll I'll go with 10 and 2, saying I lean more on the 9 and 3 side. And also saying that I think I would be, I think 8 is the number that I'm hopeful that, like, I'd like to see him get to 8 and 4. Like, I don't think I could totally be yelling and screaming and stomping around. If they got to eight, I mean, I don't think I could even get that way at seven and five, but like, I'd be disappointed. You know, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't be disappointed at that point. I think if they got to eight and four, and to me, that's also the mark that kind of like, you know, if there is a slot, eight and four is the one that like kind of puts you in the, you're going to get the slot if there's one available. So, yeah. And their fans are going to want to come to your eight and four with you know, the narrative Myrtle Beach like Bowl or whatever you know. Before, yeah, I, like I'm with you. they're going to want to go see this thing that they've never seen before. So yeah, yeah. Well, no. What about you, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm more on the. I mean, you know me. I'm always more pessimistic. Um, I want to say I'm more That's pessimistic. That's where I was. Record. I, I think more that eight and four, seven and five thing, but honestly, I don't see five losses. Just looking at this schedule, like I just, I just don't. Um, I do see a couple tough games that we've talked about, and then I, I worry about what happened last year, where one loss turns into two, turns into three, and then they turned it around. And, and there were circumstances with that. It's great, but like for all the reasons I've discussed right. about everything going their way for the last six, seven years, not everything. I mean, they've had hiccups, certainly mm-hmm. you know, the Colgate disaster and things like that. Um, but Jamie's had a lot more go right than go wrong. I think seven and five, eight and four, I'm sure I'm alone here. I still think that's a huge success. And that's momentum going into your first year playing mm-hmm. for the championship. I think that shows positive trajectory. I would be disappointed mm-hmm. because I care every week on like in years past where I kind of slept, walk through everything until the second or third round of the playoffs. Um, I just, I, I don't know, man. Eight wins to me would be awesome. I'd obviously prefer to be 
in the realm of your prediction, you know, 10 and two, oh my gosh, forget about it. I mean, I think then, then you're looking at you right. know, no holds barred in terms of expectations. It becomes oh, yeah, yeah. scary to think about what the future brings if they rip off, you know, nearly, nearly sure. 20 wins in their first two years with nothing to play for. It's like, okay, this, that's really, it could be a giant leap forward and mm-hmm. things you talk about maybe even no. flipping over the state a little bit. Um, and I know that sounds outlandish, but yeah. think about it. If, well, and if I do, UVA I think that Virginia, Virginia the Virginia game is the real, I don't mean to make it, I'm just saying crux like, to me stakes are very of a lot outlandish. of these predictions and they have the opportunity because it feels really like if they get through the, if they beat Virginia, um, they really set themselves up well because it's what you said. I thought I'm thinking they beat Virginia. They beat Bucknell, beat Virginia. And then it's mm-hmm. like, where do the five losses come from at that point, Rob? And that's where I thought. So like, even if they get through, even if they go, you know, Troy, Utah State, South Al, Georgia Southern, Marshall, even if they go like two and three in there. So they're what, four and three at that point, they get the little mini buy after Marshall, like because of the Thursday night. And then it's homecoming for ODU, Georgia State, UConn, right? Even if you're four and three at that point, like you could put, you, like I'd be disappointed if they didn't get those three. They didn't get motivated and get those three and get to seven and three. And now you're kind of like, okay, now we're playing App and Coastal at the end. Like, you know, now the worst you can do is seven and five. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's where I was. I was like, I don't see them. I, as bad as it sounds, I mean, look, we'll probably yeah. be proven wrong and we'll be miserable, but. Yeah, I think eight. And that's why I said uh, to me, like eight and four is the number that like, I wouldn't be disappointed. Well, this, this seven is the one where it's like, you know, I'm probably going to be disappointed. <laughs> you know, um, Yeah. Um, and I guess some of it will depend on how they look. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be disappointed too, um, but I'll be excited about it. You also get to realize, like, how incredibly privileged would we be? It's to insane to even think. I mean, to go if they went, if they won, they were eight and three <laughs> and last year. Disappointment. That's, they that's went eight and four again this year. Like, yes. If you're sixteen and seven in your first two years, you win eight games a year in your your transition years. Like, that's awesome, you know. And anything more than that, I mean, it, Lord knows they get yes. to ten and two. What people are going to be talking about, mm-hmm. you know. Um. And I guess it'll kind of depend on how they do it a little bit. Um, but man, yeah, I, I, it's going to be another fun one. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to going to the games. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Todd, I think that's the one, and this is going to sound incredibly cheesy. So yes. whatever, hit me or slap me or laugh at me, but like, that's the operative word. And the one thing we can predict is it's going to be fun mm-hmm. uh, with all the nonsense that's been going on in college football, yes. the television product. It's nice to be in a college football conference. That is a football product. And, you know, it's been yeah. said by the people who are paying attention really are starting to gravitate towards the Sunbelt because it's like many of us that are college football fans are college football fans for the pageantry and the rivalries and the tailgating and the talking with your neighbors and seeing the flags in your neighborhood from the different schools. Um, there are other people who are different and they're more like, I just want to watch the game of the week. And that's unfortunately the direction that big time football is going. It's becoming a television product. Um, the Sun yep. Belt is going the opposite direction and they're going all in on rivalries, traditions. We have talked about this till the cows come home that we don't need to rehash it, but like, it is exciting. People are starting to recognize it. 
Sunbelt fans have known about it. Sunbelt fans, that's why they were so excited, more so than probably any other conference would have been to have JMU enter. Because they didn't see, oh, we're getting an FCS call up. They said, oh, this is cool. This is this is a like-minded fan base that wants to do the same things, that isn't focused on you know, using this conference as a stepping stone. They want to come in and they want to beat the snot out of App State and ODU, and they care yeah. about beating Southern Miss. They understand the tradition that a Troy has or Louisiana. So that's cool. So like, I, I think it's great for our fan base, but it's also fun. Like as all this stuff has kind of turned a lot of people off to big yeah. time college football, some of them, not all of them, yeah. but some of them are going, Hey, you know, this league right here, this is cool. This is what brought me to the game. You know, I, I was like, people are excited about the, for sure. That, and that the for the real hardcore college football it's fans, really because like it's like this retro like, version of, of college it's football. really fun that like the JMU of Virginia game means a lot to us. And it'll be cool that all the Sunbelt teams will root for us the way that we would do for them playing their state flagships. Yes, exactly. But JMU, that's not even the game. Like for the, the hardcore fans, against like, JMU has like five so, yeah. chances on the schedule this year, depending on how, you know, how they're performing at the time to where these like when they go to troy on nfl network a seven o'clock game on nfl network like that's the kind of game that like if your other option is like terrible big 10 you know mediocre game and you're actually a college football fan that's a game you want to watch hosting south al that could be a big game for both teams you know, going to Marshall on a Thursday night when what's your other choice watching the commanders Jags or something, you know, like that's a really fun game. And then obviously at the tail end of the season, hosting app and going to coastal, depending on what's on the line for the, those teams, you know, those are all chances where like, you're like, that's a game I would watch, you know, like if, I, if it's like Boise versus San Jose state, right. In the mountain West or something like I'd be, just as a fan, I'm interested in that game, you know, and that's the same. That's what the Sunbelt is producing consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And those are, it, it, from a selfish perspective, the fans that, that you are, and I am, they're the ones that we like to talk about. Like I've never really cared. I didn't care when Jamie was FCS and people felt like, Oh, I, I missed the water right. cooler talk with my coworkers who went to so-and-so and they talk trash. They might not watch the games, but like, I don't care. That's great. That's fun too. Yes. But I care about my coworker who went to school X, who watches his team every weekend and is looking for the schedule. And he's keeping an eye on the general landscape and the stories in college football. And one of those stories will likely is and will likely continue to be the Sunbelt and this really cool conference that, by the way, plays really good football. It's not just like, it's not just a bunch of schools that have close proximity and similar size enrollments. They're really good football teams. It, it's fun football to watch. Um, so that to me is cool. Like, can you talk to your, whether they're a freaking Michigan fan or Boise State fan or Tulane fan, like the type of person who pays attention to college football enjoys all of it. Yep. Not just the one who happened to watch the game and will come in no, and be like, boy, that quarterback sure can sling it. That's great. That's fun too. That's not what the Sun Belt is building towards. Sunbelt is building towards the people who are going to show up, you know, 10 a.m. on a Saturday, watch football in the parking lot before going in to watch football. Like it's I don't know, man, it's it's by no means pure. It's college sports. It's 2023. I get it. There's a lot going on, but it is just it's a smarter, more kind of authentic version of the college football game that I love personally. So it's going to be fun year. 
And I think it's gonna be a fun couple of years. I think as crazy as this gets and as scary as it is yes. to think about it, yes. breaking away, like, I don't know, man, we can just dial in every Saturday and forget about all that crap <laughs> and just watch really good football. And it's, this is not like other conferences. This is very elastic. You know, you have app state was a favorite last year. They're down year. They could be back this year. Like our standings are going to go up and down. Right. You never know. You're not going to have that. You're not going to have. They're not winning you know, it. Vanderbilt yeah. ain't winning the SEC, folks. South Carolina might be really good this year. Might have one of their best seasons. They ain't winning the SEC. You know, Indiana yeah. ain't going to win the the Big Ten. Yeah. Who knows? Georgia Southern could win the Sun Belt. You know, it's that sort of league. And yes, know, it's fun. I'm yeah, really excited awesome. about it. I'm. I'm <laughs> I was excited last year. I'm All right, Rob. More let's go to. Let's have some fun with this um, music thing. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I got, I got the tweet here and this is, I thought I had it. Let me pull it up. The action sports network has been doing this thing. Brett McMurphy, where they ask the conference coaches what their favorite, who their favorite musical artists are. So Brett McMurphy tweeted out and he's got a list. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. There's some of every really like favorite artists. Is that real? Like, I just want to go through and like, we can. Yeah. I'd say ones. like as a whole, yeah. the list is not terrible so by like I guess college football alpha, coach no, not alphabetical. standards. Like I was much, I don't know. You do. You got a good bit of that. Yeah. You expect a bunch of bro No, country. and to and our credit, Dad Zignetti, that, I think is at the top of the to list the degree that I thought. Yeah, but we'll get there in a second, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. We'll get there. Let's just go through. We can. So okay. So Luke minute, Combs two went minutes, to App State. No time at all. So I App think. App State, Sean Clark. I think Luke you have Combs. to answer that, right? I mean, it's a very Sean Clark answer, yeah. but I, I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I, yeah, bro. I, I don't no, know. You need Anyways, to. I mean, he was the guest. I'm a little annoyed with his lack of credit to Tracy Chapman on this whole thing lately. At the same time, it's like cool that he's singing the song. So. Knows the song. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's um, a 30 year old song. Everybody that, that cares knows. Yeah. And everybody he seems doesn't like, know. all accounts, like a reason. I, I have heard that her streams so, have gone up and know, everything. I, I believe I, I his know. version is now more streams overall. Yeah. Whatever. I don't blame Sean I Clark make just because I'm like, I think you kind of have to answer what comes song, so. Right. If you're that state coach, that. right. Perfectly fine. You need. To, this is the most to. coastal answer ever, isn't it? Yeah, Coastal Carolina's Tim Beck, right. Eagles. Yes, maybe I don't know. <laughs> no. I, uh, maybe Kenny Chesney would be more coastal. I don't know. Yeah, I, hate I, mean, the fucking Eagles, I just man. it's been a long day, and I hate the Eagles. I, I just go back to you know the Big Lebowski. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, the Eagles to me, but there's like seven Eagles cover bands in Myrtle right now. Largest like, comedy number. Yes, I don't sorry. care. Some people like them. Right now, at this guarantee. very moment, 1007 right on Monday now. night. Not, yes, not like right. this summer or currently oh. We mean right now at Mars and Myrtle. Yes. Very moment. Very I mean, moment. what can I say? It's a pretty good choice, right? Georgia uh, State's Sean uh, Elliott, you know. Foo Fighters. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It should be Enya or something because yeah. that guy needs to calm down because he's on the hot seat whether he knows it or not. Like, or the Calm app. I, I mean, Foo Fighters, great. I don't know. Whatever. It's, that's one of those bands like, 
I, in a weird way, like I've, I don't think I've ever played a Foo Fighters song for the purpose of listening to Foo Fighters song, but I have gone down rabbit holes. Yeah, on I love Dave Grohl. Of Foo Fighters content. I'm fine like the way with they the Foo Fighters. Fans or Dave Grohl's a pretty likable dude. Goes without saying. I love yes. that. I love what the band stands for. I love. I love how much they're in my. The Foo Fighters in that YouTube realm that, for me, where I just don't. If it, that's your favorite cool. band. I don't trust your. Yeah, but it's fine. Choices, it's fine. but I also don't like. Like I like them. Yeah, I'm not knocking them. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube's weird. Yeah. I'm not knocking you. Yeah. No, if you gave me free tickets, yeah, I would I'm not going to change the channel show, when they're right? on, but I, I guarantee yes. you I've never played one of their songs on yes. Spotify or anything like that. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be amazing. They're human. They love music. That's, uh, that's right. Uh, love, I mean, but, that is okay. Clay Helton, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern, Cole Swindle Clay is like a, Cole Swindle. a Rubik's Cube of bro country right there. I, I think I'm fine with that for Statesboro. Right. Like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what that is. I, I don't know what Paul Swindle is. I assume it's some sort of bro country. It seems like somebody, yeah. Mike Carson, would run into at a party in Nashville. <laughs> I, I don't know. But just going from the picture. I mean, you're in and States, bro, and you didn't choose the all. I imagine like, so. And you're old. Whatever. You play we'll see. Right? Um, JMU. This, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big miss. Yeah. I think that's a big miss. I think you, you go home and even if your fan yeah. base, some of your fan base roll your eyes because, but he's got to look to the future. He can't look to the past. It's new day, blah, 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 blah. So whatever. Good bro country pick. I'd imagine JMU Signetti. Now, this is unquestionably okay. yeah. the best pick. Neil Young. Neil Young. I mean, it's, it's Neil Young. Yeah. It's great yeah. music. It's one of those yeah. people. A lot it's of people a, it's think just they a don't like perfect Neil Young. pick. I, they haven't listened to Neil Young. I love it. Go listen to Neil Young. Great. Yeah. Drink. Drink is going to be just, just incredibly excited about this particular one. It's just very significant. So, yeah. Like, the next one's pretty good too. Or the next, there's a few more good ones here. Yeah. The Charles Huff yeah. one's pretty good, right? Marshall's. I know Marshall's, it's got. Charles Huff. Michael Jackson. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes to like, do you love the artist or the art? <laughs> if you love the art. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that catalog. Um, a little bit dated, but. I don't know. Don't knock the hustle. That that's a fun. It did. Yeah, it I like that. And the, the same with the next one, actually. I got to give a little credit here to college ODU. football coach genre. So that was a welcome. Yeah, this was a surprise to me. I guess he's probably yeah. more closer to our generation. But he's Mercury and Nirvana, and so that makes some sense. Yeah. But that's not a safe pick, really. Like, that's a pretty. Yeah. You have a feeling that I have a feeling that's an honest pick, right? Like, that's probably yeah, a guy who actually listens I, to a lot of Nirvana. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, that that's a pretty yeah. good pick. And right he's there. not I'm, he's I'm, not coming just with never mind. He's going bleach and all that stuff. Yeah, right, right. No, that's what I mean. That's a pretty cool. And one. I feel like that's a fan base that is more into like system of a down or something. <laughs> now we're back to Cole. He charged his own again. course, so good good for you, coach. See this one, Arkansas State, which um, yes, Cole Swindell. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, this is a miss. You're in Arkansas. The answer should be Johnny Cash. Right, that's the man in black. You're Arkansas. You get away with it. You've got, you've so you got to go. I love I mean, it, that's, sir. So that's I'm going to be okay with this state. one. But Louisiana's yes, Mike we're, we're squarely Church. into the bro country world here. So yeah, you do. You have a lot of other options, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, Louisiana. You got a lot of other options, but meters. 
Um, For sure. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I got no problem with that. That's a strong pick. Um, definitely on brand with college football. This has shocked South, me. So that's good. <laughs> this is a guy South who doesn't Hill, listen to music. Ken Womack. Cold play. Like, now, this, this was a bit of, yeah, this was a bit of a wild card. Yes. This guy, I mean, his, like his whatever, music happens yeah. purely in the car. The sitter left on it's when on they drove the car last. 40 slash, yeah. you know, he's definitely listening. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Right. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't subscribe to a streaming service, does not have CDs, doesn't understand where people collect vinyl. He's just like, hey, turn yes. it up. I love The one that was in the commercial. He probably had to ask his I, assistant, I, hey, who yeah, sang I, that song that I like? Uh, I was in Coldplay, so. This is great. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jimmy Buffett. So, yeah, you got to pick this Mrs. if you're the Southern Miss head coach, right? Well, Jimmy Buffett. This is like the absolute pick. It's another uh, obvious you know, pick. It's just, there's no other answer if you're yes. the Southern Miss head coach, I think. Yes, and Buffett went to yeah. Southern Miss. Case closed. That that should this that is should the be on answer your to the question. They give that right. to you. The, the and also SID tells you, "Hey, coach, this is your favorite." This yeah, is your favorite. Right. Yes. <laughs> on the off chance that he's listening like, and has we his have no particular problem, make some some program change. Would have almost been a fun surprise if one of the other coaches had said that, right? But the Southern Miss one, yeah. that's what you that's the way you answer. The next one is the recruiting choice, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like I was the yeah, Texas this, high school recruiting guru. Texas and say it's GJ Kenny. So I know baby. these things. Um like Signetti's never answering this, right? Like yeah. in a million years, he's not giving this answer because he's just dad yeah. and he's like, turn that racket down. You know, like who could pull this off a little? Yes, this is yes, the one coach right. in the I think conference. Kenny's the one the coach players, who the, uh, let, yes, the players are no, like, no, okay, who the right. players will let touch yeah. the stereo in the locker room. We've we've said nice stuff about some of the other coaches' choices. I don't think any of the players would agree. Mm-hmm. This is the one coach. Mm-hmm. He could this guy can DJ yes. any any team in the conference's locker room and he'd fit right That's in. That's a good one. He'd get them pumped up. That's a great bit. Okay, so this, is the last one. Troy's John Sumrall. Oh. Chris Stapleton. It's a great pick. That's a pretty good pick for a Terry Bowden, right? Like he's old. Yeah. He should like James Taylor. Terry like Bowden? that's James Taylor. I mean, I don't know. No, he's not lying about. It, right? And nobody on the dumb. team is like. That's what I mean. He's not trying to do it's something cool for the kids. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. No, no, he actually doesn't even set foot in the locker room. No, except and he definitely right touches the, the locker right? room. He doesn't even <laughs> yeah, have the padlock like, combo. Oh yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Newport. No, right? I like yeah. James Taylor. I saw James Taylor two weeks ago, so I'm, I'm a fan. Did I tell you about that? How he was a surprise guest? Yeah. Yeah. They had cancellation. He lives a boat right away, so they called him an hour before show, and he grabbed a guitar and came on over and played yeah. a six-song set. But, but all things yeah, that, considered, that's a very I think other than the two Cole Swindell picks. I'm not surprised by that. And the um, Coldplay pick. But, man. The other nine, like I re- or whatever it is, however many there are. Pretty solid. I didn't really hate on any of the others. Yeah. Right, like, and like you said, there's a few honest. W- yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't even I just, no, I just yeah, don't know who like Maybe I'm like, picking maybe, a modern. Maybe I'm this one fan. I just don't no, no, know. No, it doesn't but. seem as honest if you're just picking a guy that's like currently on the top forty, right? Where like if you pick Neil Young or James Taylor, like that was just your honest pick, you know? No, I agree. And like, 
Correct. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you're yeah. thinking back um, what you listen to and then, on the and, rise home yeah, from your football Nirvana, practices. Michael Jackson, <laughs> like Foo Fighters. These are not. I don't know. It's hard for me to be too upset about any of those. No, that's what I was actually surprised by because they've been doing this There's for nothing, all the conferences, and there have been some like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, both new and old artists. But like, you're like, oh yeah. So good job, Sunbelt coaches. Well, yes, and massively good yeah, job. Good job, Brett Murphy, National Sports Hour. What a fun, fun kind right, of series so, to run this summer. So. Um, yeah. Yes. Pretty sure. I think Dreek's, I don't know. I know Dreek's wedding song was a Neil Young song, but I don't recall which one it is. So I won't put it out there, but yeah, pretty cool. Um, well, Rob, that's probably good for us tonight, huh? We can save our other music stuff for. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's Mm -hmm. call it. Let's. And what do we get? We got me at 10 and 2 and Rob at 8 and 4. Just just under the deadline. Okay. Yes. But no, but I mean, just putting us on the record there. So yeah. Go Todd's prediction. Of course. Of course. Um, Kind of funny that we were both, we're on either side. For entertainment purposes only. Of the, I think eight and a half is the number. Um, Is the over under for season wins for JMU, which is, which is the highest in the Sunbelt. And um, if we can find our pod from last week and somehow manage to post it, you will all hear about that more. <laughs> so, oh, Rob, it's great talking to you. And um, I just can't wait to, you know, when we, I mean, we'll get that other pod up next week too. But when we actually get back together two weeks from now, we will be talking real football. Yeah. Actually looking at like the Phil Steele Bucknell preview or something. Talking you know? real so, football. Yeah. Good times. Oh. Uh, Thanks, Rob. Yep, go Dukes. All right, have a good week, everybody.